Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. What's happening? What is happening? How's your crystal collection doing? Well, I really just got it all in order, so I'll have to update you once I really work with the stones. You have it organized like a good Virgo in your room? I do. I can't wait to show it to you. I have like that <laughs> that blue appetite on my nightstand with the Herkimer diamond and that pyramid. And then there's carnelian on my desk for motivation. And yeah, the guy at the crystal shop, Spellbound Sky, really you know, told me where to place my crystals. Yes. So I've never really placed them around my room like that. I didn't realize some were too energetic for sleeping. Hmm. Gabriella was sad that we went without her. Oh, I know. <laughs> we should have brought her. And then we actually went by there cause I had to pick up my bracelets. Oh yeah. Uh, and I got to show Gabriella all the different road night stones that you were choosing from. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, these were all laid out on the table <laughs> so Ingrid could decide what she wanted. Yeah, I'm always so indecisive. And I feel like choosing stones is very important. So I wanted to make sure I got the right ones. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they're settling in. Oh, I don't have my necklace on, my tiger necklace. Yeah. Why aren't you wearing it? I don't know. Although that tiger has been showing up for me a lot. I got my nails done. Well, there's not a tiger on it, but there's a lion. So that's crazy. It's like gold lion. Yes. And then my friend got here the other day wearing like a tiger backpack. And then I told you that and you said that I was born the year of the tiger. Yes, you were in the Chinese astrology year of the tiger. And it says LA on your nail too. Yeah, my nails look ridiculous. Everybody <laughs> needs to go on Instagram and look at them. Yeah, do you post them on Instagram? <laughs> no, but I'm going to because yeah, they're you way start too crazy. posting them on there. Yeah, they're they're like giving me life. Yes. So, everything else is okay in your world? Well, I'm having some really big shifts right now. Yes. In well, like in it, I guess I don't know if anything's really negative and positive, but it was just like very intense. I had kind of a a panic the other day or yesterday actually was feeling very overwhelmed just had like a really packed day and started out exhausted and it just kind of ramped up there was so much to finish i was supposed to be shooting something and my friends were coming and i needed to clean my house and my list of to-do items was just stacking up so high i almost had a panic attack <laughs> which i haven't had i don't know since i was like a teenager and i was just really really stressed out and it was kind of like a, a good thing. I had like all of these thoughts like at once and I was like, wow, I need to fix all these issues that have been stacking up and really prioritize my time because I've been neglecting a lot of things and maybe covering up emotions with romantic entanglements mm. and romantic entanglements. Yeah. And I think it's just been like really weighing on me and it was like helping me, I think in a way just feel like everything was going to be okay. Like a nice distraction and comfort and connection but it like instantly overnight started to feel like overwhelming. Like I was like giving away my energy and just not, not spending enough time alone with myself to like collect my energy back to myself. Hmm. Yeah. 
So you're narrowing the entanglements to one thread. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I said I was going to go on one date a month, but then I just went on like three in a row with the same person. Whoa. I know. It was really... Three in a row with the same person? Yeah. So does that mean you're not going on a date for the next two months? Three months? No, that How's means that I'm going on a date tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I think like a theme this last week that I've been talking about with my friends is that a lot of people that I'm friends with are in a relationship and they are settling and everybody knows it. Even the person that's in the relationship and it's always a topic of conversation. Like, am I settling or is this really nice or is there someone else for me? And then I just realized I've been doing that my whole life. And even though they're like amazing, I just was looking for certain qualities that I was compromising by like being with somebody. I wasn't getting what I wanted, but I would just take what I could get. And that just feels really sad. Like, I did you feel like you were settling in your previous relationships? Yeah. Or you did? <laughs> yeah. So like in the beginning, like, no. you're like, there's some, there's some big red flags here, but I'm going to ignore those. No, I, I don't think at the beginning, like halfway through long-term relationship, I was like, I don't feel like this is the right fit energetically. And I think that there's just more that I should be getting in relationship mm -hmm. that I'm not getting. And there were some red flags too, but yeah, I just had a really hard time disconnecting from that person. And it was kind of a reflection on like my whole life and childhood. Like I didn't want to hurt this person's feelings. So I stayed and then we broke up, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to date other people, but that was too painful for them. So then I stopped dating anyone because I wanted to protect this person from getting hurt, which is not mm. my responsibility. No. And then in turn, it just got so crazy. And then even the same thing in my like childhood relationship, just with my parents, I'm always taking care of them and putting their feelings first and then de depleting myself and not getting, not only not getting what I want, but not even knowing what I could have because I'm weighed down with taking care of all these other people. And I just haven't really been living for myself. I've been really like closely tied to these like very codependent relationships, hmm. which was a nice distraction for me. I think it's easy for me to get in that loop and be like the caretaker. And it distracts me from working on myself. And I was just thinking about, you know, taking these hooks out of, out of myself and how much lighter I'll feel that I'll have just like room for, I don't know, some new shit. I don't even know what the new shit is because I've never been able to experience it. Cause I've just been like, yeah, taking care of everyone else except for myself. That's so in your south node, your south node in Libra, which is about taking care of others, think making sure it's a win-win. Yeah. But your north node in Aries is, what do I want? What do I want to do? Paying attention or, or not, you know, sub holding yourself back from getting what you want because it might not be what someone else wants. Yeah. I don't like letting people down and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And then at the expense of my own feelings, I'm like, I'm putting myself in a shitty position by not putting myself first. Hmm. And I think you can still be like kind and respectful by saying what you need. And just if someone's feelings are hurt, then they are. That's just inevitable when you're like getting in relationship with people, you're not always going to be on the same page and want the same things. Yeah, that's right like learning to sit in the discomfort of like having conversations that just kind of suck. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, like just untangling myself from oh, whatever these, yes. A couple so, of romantic say, things. Yes. Okay. Being clear. Yeah. Untang untangling yourself and that can be uncomfortable. Yeah. 
but it's important because it's the only way that you're going to be free and i also want to maintain these friendships so i just don't want to do anything that might like really hurt somebody's feelings mm-hmm. or make them like feel bad so yeah just being more honest and open and upfront with how i'm feeling good good for you good for you this is and this is so in alignment with what we're talking about this week because it's the full moon in Sagittarius this week. Oh my god, the blunt speaker. Yes, honesty, freedom, emotional honesty. Holy shit. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can feel it already. You were saying feeling everything like ramping up, moving forward, big shifts happening. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be like a pile up so to speak, because Mercury is slowing down to begin yeah. its retrograde <laughs> this week as well. Perfect timing. Yes. Like always. Yes. So things will slow down and that'll give you an opportunity to catch up Okay. with everything that you've been working on. So should we get into the week? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So this is the week of May 24th to May 30th. And on Monday, May 24th, We're looking at the moon, the planet of the emotions, in Scorpio, the sign that represents the karmic bonds, magic, the spiritual bonding that occurs during the physical act of sex, taboo subjects, the occult, what goes on in the shadows. And the moon is aligning with the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, in the light and airy sign of Gemini. The communicator, the sign of curiosity and connectivity. So this is a somewhat uncomfortable alignment because the sun is bringing all this energy to connecting with other people, to keeping it light, to learning a little bit about a lot, while the moon is transiting through the deepest, darkest sign. Scorpio. Yes, yes. So... Like how you're feeling in relation to your identity when you're going through this like dark area of Scorpio. Talk about that. What do you mean? When you're getting into like maybe these taboo subjects or whatever is like hiding in the deep corners of Scorpio, like how that makes you feel in relation to your identity that can be very uncomfortable. So connecting with this like new person that I went on these couple of dates with Uh felt very intimate and intense. And I really haven't experienced that. I don't know if I really ever have in the way that I did. And it really just made me think like, oh my God, I've been settling so hard. (laughs) And like, what does that say about me as a person? What has been happening where I, you know, envisioned that I could have this type of connection with somebody and I knew I wasn't getting it, but I wasn't making a change to get what I wanted. Hmm. And that really was like upsetting for me. It made me feel really sad and confused. Like, why would I do that to myself? Hmm. Well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm sorry you felt that way about yourself. I mean, I just try to always think in terms of keeping it lighter that <laughs> the reason why you did that to yourself is because you had to learn what it is you've learned so that you could get to where you are right now. Well, you can't really appreciate the finer things in life if you don't really know the other end of the spectrum. You really can't be grateful for for having that connection if you've never had the opposite. Yes, So yeah, definitely a learning experience. I just felt like it was very eye-opening, kind of looking in the taboo subject, sexual nature of all of that, being like intimate with somebody new, really did bring like a lot up in terms of my identity. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so like with this alignment, it's like, how do you keep it light while also 
going into those deep areas? Or how do you go into those deep areas with somebody that you just met? Interesting. Or that you've only dated a few times, but now you're involved in the shadow side, the taboo. The keeping it light is just what you said a minute ago, knowing that you had to learn these lessons to get where you are now. You didn't do it consciously. It's all in your subconscious. So we have to unpack our baggage. And as we unpack it, then we can feel lighter and we're rewarded with like the next step. We're on to the next level. Yes. But even that can feel very uncomfortable. It's like a video game. You like finish your, what do you call it, a level? level? I don't know. You, you, I don't play video games. Yeah, <laughs> um, you anyways, finish a level. Yeah, you like you finish, finish this level. level. And you, so yeah. you're on the next level and you're like, oh my gosh, like now it's going to be like something new and fun. But then it's like you have new challenges every time yes. you level up. You learn more, but mm-hmm. then there's a new lesson every time. Yes. So yeah, there's the excitement of something new, but also like the fear and discomfort of whatever this new world brings you. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Go ahead. I mean, which for me is just like, uh, I mean, I guess rejection feeling like fearful, like what if they don't like me as much as I like hmm. them? And you know, all those little insecurities that come up when you have like somebody new that you might like, I feel like I've just haven't really liked you somebody. you experienced that? Have, I mean, where you've liked somebody a lot and they don't like you back in the same way. No, I haven't. Exactly. <laughs> so what are you afraid of? I don't know. I guess I just, for some reason, feel like I might like this person. So then I got scared. Yeah. Well, he likes you. Right. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Scott. (laughs) I mean, we don't have his birth time, guys, but I'm supposed to get it. (laughs) I just want the birth time for my own curiosity. I feel like there's going to be a lot of strong astrological chemistry that's going on between the two of you just from everything that you've shared. And I think it's clear that he likes you. And so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we'll have to do a a little birth chart reading. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on the uh, those astrological cheat codes. I'm supposed to be checking in with Scott to give him the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Beta version over here. Ingrid always goes off the grid. <laughs> She isn't. She just does her own thing, <laughs> which fair enough. No, I gave you. I gave you these other people's birth charts. I think one person you did one one guy that I wasn't that excited for you about, and he kind of went away. I guess. Oh no, that's not true. I gave you two people. One you of them is my good friend, and You're, then one of them was just some rando. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had your good friends, but I wasn't thinking about it in terms of a romantic connection. Oh, okay. But I can look at it that way. Okay, we're going to have to revisit. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't give it to me under the pretense that... No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm untangling that, but we can still talk about it and see what, you know, yes. what those connections are, so we can yeah, kind of see absolutely. how those fit into the relationship world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's fun. Tuesday... May 25th, the moon continues through Scorpio. Oh, boy. And now it connects with Neptune. Do you know what this planet is, Ingrid? The cloudy planet. Yes. So, yes, when you look at the symbol for Neptune, I think of the trident of Poseidon. Do you know who Poseidon is? The god of the sea? Yeah. Yeah. And he has that trident, the god of the ocean. Oh. Fresh water in the sea. That's Neptune. And so Neptune... The planetary ruler of Pisces, which also rules the sea, is transiting through Pisces as it has since 2012, connects with the moon in Scorpio. So this is a water-water connection. 
This is an opportunity for you to do some of that deep healing in your emotions to go into those dark, intimate places, maybe with a partner that you're bonded with, and do some inner healing. Where can you heal in your karmic bonds? Where do you need healing in your karmic bonds? How can you be more compassionate in your karmic bonds? How can you express your emotions in your karmic bonds? What are the secrets that you're keeping from the one that you are bonded to that you would like to share that could perhaps provide some healing for you? Wow, that is just really on point. (laughs) Jeez. uh, Why are you always pushing me, Scott? (laughs) Okay, well, that sounds like all good stuff. I will be unpacking my secrets. Yes. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah, once you let go of needing things to be a certain way and just unpacking some baggage that's in there with like not sharing your whole truth can help you just feel so much lighter. Yes. Scorpio does not just rule the spiritual bonding that occurs during the physical act of sex. Intimacy is also sharing your secrets with somebody else. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can be telling somebody something about yourself that nobody else knows. And when you do, that creates a bond. It creates an intimacy. It creates a trust. It creates vulnerability between you and another. And what can happen after that is there can be paranoia. Uh, There can be manipulation because... You feel like exposed. Yes, exactly. So it is something that's difficult. But it's like you said, if, if you really want to be close with somebody, then you have to be able to share all parts of yourself. Yeah, I definitely had some paranoia. I feel like on that date, I really like shared a lot. And then I was like, oh my gosh, did I share too much? Like it felt very intimate and that feels scary Mm -hmm. to feel like extra vulnerable. Did he receive you though? Yeah. Okay. And how'd that feel? Very safe. Yes. It made me really think about like the masculine energy too. Someone can be like grounded in their masculinity and still hold space for the feminine. And that's where like some real strength comes in. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, it's really amazing. You're really good at that, Scott. Mm, Thank you. You're so good at holding space, but you're also really like bold in a certain way, like aggressive about your opinions and you're like, (laughs) I don't know, you just have like a way about you that's really awesome. And I think that being able to tap into both sides of yourself is so important. (sighs) Most people just don't have that, the balance between the masculine and the feminine. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's something that I definitely am mindful of in my life to appreciate both my masculine and feminine qualities. Do you think you've always been like this or have you worked on it a lot to get that balance? Both. I mean, I was born with Venus and Mars in close contact with each other, which creates a natural balance between the masculine and feminine. But in my chart, it's they're connected in a stressful way. (laughs) So it does require work on my part to maintain that balance though I do have the ability to have that balance when I when I work at it and it's something I enjoy working at <laughs> I love experiencing both sides of my nature masculine and feminine same I feel like I'm learning to tap more into like that Aries energy in my north node and it, that feels more masculine to me mm-hmm. absolutely definitely yes and that's a big part of your journey here is to learn how to embody that masculine energy, that extroverted energy, that fuck you, get out of my way, 
I'm doing this. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> I am into it. I'm so into it. So Wednesday, May 26th, the full moon in Sagittarius. Ooh, the big alignment of the week. Yes, yes. I love this one. I love this alignment right now because... So this is coming off of the new moon cycle, which began on May 11th, was the new moon in Taurus. And the whole purpose of the new moon in Taurus, shameless plug, if you were in my moon class, you already know this, but the new moon in Taurus is about... Wait, the new moon in Taurus? Yeah. I thought it was um, Sagittarius. Oh, no, you were talking about last week. Sorry. Well... Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yes. So when we talk about the full moon, we got to talk about the new moon because the full moon is releasing what was established during the new moon. And this is the beauty of the planets, how they move, how they tell a story, beginning, middle, and end. The new moon in Taurus was about setting your intentions to establish what it is you truly value. In the material world. In the material. Yes, exactly. So when you establish what it is you truly value in the material world and what you need in the material world and how you're going to go about getting what you need in the material. You're doing this so that you can set yourself up to a point where you have freedom. And that's what the full moon in Sagittarius is all about. It's about freedom. You can't have freedom unless you have financial security unless you have security in the material. So this full moon is about expressing yourself honestly, openly. It's about being willing to speak your truth, speak your emotional truth. When you have material financial security, you don't give a fuck what other people are going to say, right? Yeah, because you don't, you don't need anyone else to validate you because you're free. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So this is what this moon is about. It's about having that ability to just, you know, I'm going to say what I feel. This is how I see things. And I'm not saying it this way to be a jerk. I'm saying it this way because this is me being honest. And me being honest should be good for everyone, even if it does hurt some feelings. Even if it does offend someone in the group. It's what needs to be said because... My voice matters. So how are you going to express your emotions honestly? That's the question for the full moon. Oh, just having those difficult conversations, just being yourself. I mean, the other day I was feeling so much pressure and discomfort from not speaking my truth and knowing that things had to shift in my relationships. And I was just like, started feeling nauseous for like three days. I was like, I feel sick to my stomach because I know that I have to say something and I don't want to because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And... You know, the second I said it, I instantly felt so much better. Like, I know they didn't want to hear it, but they were still really kind and receptive. I I wasn't mean in the way I said it. I think that's the key right there. You don't have to be a jerk in the way that you communicate the truth. You can communicate the truth in a straightforward way that's also considerate of the other person's feelings. But by not communicating what it is you're feeling to that person, you're, you're probably hurting them more than by actually being honest with them because they're seeing what they think they're seeing isn't what they're seeing. They're being manipulated by you even if you're not 
really trying to manipulate them. Yeah, you're trying to protect them, but that doesn't really... It doesn't protect them. I mean, I was on the receiving end for a while. I wasn't really getting told the whole truth, and they didn't want to hurt my feelings, so that, that they thought they were doing the right thing by protecting me, but it just made me feel so much worse. It was totally, awful. Totally. It makes you feel like everything is like a lie, like what is what is real. And when you're thinking about the rhythm of the planets, think about how Sagittarius, the moon in Sagittarius, before it was in Sagittarius, it was in Scorpio. So if you're holding on to those secrets, when the moon is in Scorpio on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is when they blurt out and they might come out in an uncomfortable way. So hopefully you're able to share your secrets while the moon is in Scorpio so that when the moon is in Sagittarius and the full moon is in Sagittarius, you can just be free. Yeah, you can feel that release and let it go instead of having to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because when that push comes, it's very uncomfortable. I think that that's what was happening for me the other day. I was just holding it in and holding it in until I like thought I was going to like burst. Mm-hmm. And you can start to feel that in your body. It's like when you start feeling that tension... I had just so much in all areas of my life just like pushing on me and I was like having a breakdown. I'm like, okay, I have to change all of these things. I have to make a step in the right direction because I'm going to, you know, self-destruct over here. And yeah, it's you always, not good. Yeah, you always say pay attention to the tension and I could really feel it. And <laughs> as soon as I acknowledged what I needed to do and made steps towards it, I feel like so much lighter and it's been like 24 hours. I feel like a different person. Hmm, awesome. Are we on to Thursday? Yeah. Thursday, May 27th, Neptune again, the cloudy planet, the planet of intuition, compassion, illusion, deception, is in alignment with Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. Venus is in Gemini, the sign of communication. So again, this is why being honest, being straightforward, leading up to through the week is so important because communication becomes more intense as the week rolls on. So the more that you are holding yourself back from being straightforward and honest, the more difficult the conversations are going to be moving through the week. Neptune is the freshwater and the seal. Yes. So that's like very healing. So if you mm-hmm. are expressing yourself openly and honestly, this can be very healing for you. So just tapping into this opportunity to feel healed. Yes. This could be a day with some difficult conversations in relationships. I mean, healing's not always comfortable. No. It's usually the opposite. <laughs> exactly. You always see people thinking like, you know, people on the outside who aren't in the healing world. They're like, oh, it's just like angels and fairies and whatever. I'm like, bitch, no, we're all fucking dying over here. And we're trying to desperately fix ourselves so we can feel like better. Yes. And like that healing part comes with hard work, hard conversations and really showing up for yourself, which is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think most of the time you totally you get a reward, but like that the work is not to be diminished. That's why people avoid healing so much because they know it's uncomfortable they know it's not going to be easy yeah, if it was so easy everyone would just be <laughs> doing it yeah they'd be working on themselves but they got to wait until where they currently are just becomes like impossible and then it's like okay fine now it's like you hit rock bottom that's what people need to feel sometimes that they've hit rock bottom and then they're ready to do the work I feel like that's happening to me right now still, and I'm doing the work all the time, and I still keep bottoming out. Hmm. So that is interesting, because I don't see that in you. 
you seem so together to me. You know, that's what I hear from one of my other friends. I'm like, but... I mean, I do see your vulnerability from time to time. I think that's just normal. But you're going through some big changes right now. And that's difficult. But you are rising from the ashes. (laughs) I feel like it. I feel, I can feel myself. <laughs> Thank fucking God. <laughs> Touch and go there for a minute. So Friday, May 28th, Venus continues forward and it crosses paths with the stagnant Mercury, which has just been stuck in the sky for the last few days, not moving, not going anywhere. Because it's getting ready to retrograde. This is the most intense part of yes. the retrograde, is right when it comes to a stop. And this is why I was saying, communication early in the week, so important, because as we get to the end of the week, it's going to be more intense. So the more you are holding on to not communicating the difficult, or having the difficult conversations that you need to have, the greater strain it's going to put on yourself as the week rolls on. This day, Friday, May 28th, again, communication in relationships. Venus, the planet of relationships, in Gemini, the sign of communication, connecting with Mercury, the planet of communication, in the sign that it rules, Gemini, the sign of communication. So, communication, communication, communication. (laughs) Listen, listen, ask questions, get the conversation started. By asking questions, some, what's difficult, it, sometimes it's more difficult to ask the question that needs to be asked than to tell somebody what they need to hear. Yeah. You ask someone like, are you mad at me? Or are you in love with me? That sort of question. Or how do you really feel about me? How do you feel about this? Those kind of open-ended questions where you're not really sure where somebody stands on one side or the other of a coin and you don't really want to know, but you do really want to know. You don't want to know because you're afraid of what they're going to say, but you do want to know because... You need to know. You need to know. It's going to give you closure, help you move forward. And it's a challenging period. But as I've said many times this year, this is a year... Where we're learning about communication. It's one of the big themes this year with Mercury retrograde happening in the three air signs. So that'll move us to Saturday, May 29th, when Mercury begins its retrograde course. Mercury retrogrades in three signs this year. It already retrograded in Aquarius. Now it's retrograding in Gemini, the sign that Mercury rules. And then later in the year, it will retrograde in Libra. So So this is all about communication, which it sounds like that's kind of like the theme of the week. It's a big theme this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a it's a big theme this week. It's a major theme this year. We've got to learn to be better communicators. Dude, this year's been nuts and I have been communicating my ass off. <laughs> and I think I'm getting pretty good at it. Yes. Is, are you feel like you're being rewarded for being a better communicator? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. The conversation I had was like pretty easy, even though I was like really nervous about it. It, re- it went the best that it could have gone. Multiple people I know have been having difficult conversations with people that they love, people that are close to them. And it's very difficult. It's very challenging. They're afraid. But then they do it and they feel glad that they do it, even if they're also sad yeah. or the other person's sad. Like they feel 
a release because now the energy is moving. We have to recognize that things don't stay the same here. And so the more that you're clinging to the way things have been, the harder things will be in the present because it's like holding on to a rock in a river that's flowing you know, eventually you just got to go with the flow. Yeah. It's scary to let go. But then once you're like floating on top of the river, it feels amazing. You're like, I was so scared of this. This is awesome. I keep having this visual where I just like, I'm like, I feel like I need to jump out of a plane. Like I'm like holding on cause I'm scared. Yeah. But like, once you jump out, it's amazing. No one's ever been like, oh, I regret going skydiving. It was horrible. Like, no, it's super scary, but it's incredible. You're on like the ride of your life. No, thanks. No, no, no skydiving for you. <laughs> no, no, I had a, <laughs> I, I really want to go. I don't know why. I just really feel like I need to go fast. It makes sense for you. You've got the air in your triad. Ooh. Yeah. You got some fire in your chart. So I, I see that for you. You could do that. Me, I'm like earth and water. Keep me on the ground. <laughs> I'm happiest here. So I, Okay, wait, I had a dream where yeah. me and my friend were like running on the side of the freeway and we were like running so fast that we were running past all the cars because the cars were all stuck in traffic no they were going <laughs> we were just going faster wow that's cool what does that mean you and a friend you do you know who this was yeah my friend jenny okay who's also on like this amazing healing journey i feel like we're just like leveling up and we're like passing up all the bullshit okay Maybe that's what that was. Were you running towards something or away from something? No, we were on a mission. Okay, so you're probably I guess we were running. running to something. Yeah. We were definitely going to get there. Good. Well, it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're on this healing journey, and you're both committed and charging towards it, towards your goal to continue to heal yourself. So Mercury is retrograde from May 29th until June 22nd. Of course, the shadow period is from May 14th to July 7th. So this is just a time to slow down, to take your time. Don't add anything new to your plate. Focus on what you already have in front of you and work on completing those projects. For those that were born with key astrological points in Pisces or Virgo, there could be some challenges with the communication, with all this Gemini energy, because not only is Mercury here, but so is Venus for a few more days, and then the Sun is cruising through as well. So be patient with yourself. Be patient with the ones that you are communicating with. Slow down. Ask questions. Don't add anything new to your plate. Focus on completing what you have already started. And connect people together. These are the themes of the retrograde in Gemini. There might be people from the past coming into your life. Anyone who pops into your past, whether it's a dream or in reality, think of it as they're coming back to balance the ledger between your souls. Cool? Is this the end of the week? That's Saturday. Oh, okay. Now we have Sunday. Sunday, May 30th, is Venus 
again in Gemini, is now in alignment with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation in Capricorn, the sign of authority. So everything that you've been working on this week with your communication is helping you transform, is helping you transform how you do relationships, how you communicate in relationships. It transforms who you are in relationships. It will help when you transform who you are in your relationships. It transforms the relationship. It could end some relationships. If that's what happens, then that's okay because it means that that person has a mission somewhere else. You have a mission with someone else. You will find somebody who reflects you more appropriately than this other person or Perhaps that other person is also willing to change and adapt. I mean, it's a death of the old way of doing things. So, I mean, that could be in the end of a relationship or it could just mean the end of that communication style in the relationship. Whatever that stuck energy is maybe has passed and you can have a new relationship within that same bubble. Hmm. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. Relationships, in order for them to last, they need to change as you change. So if you've been communicating with a partner, like you're saying, in a certain way for several years, and then you realize, no, this form of communication is not working. I'm going to change the way that I communicate. The person that you're with, whether it be a friend or whoever, they're going to need to adapt with you Mm -hmm. in order for the relationship to continue. Absolutely. Especially if you're being vulnerable and saying things that are like, you know, if you want to call them like secrets or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that have been left unsaid, you're sharing new information with them. Things can shift tremendously. Yes. What is someone going to do with this new information? They're going to treat you different. Yes. Mars, the god of war in cancer. Oh boy. Yes. Shaking up our emotions, emotions, (laughs) our roots, our upbringing, our relationship with our, with the ones who nurtured us. Our childhood is going to be connecting with Neptune, the cloudy planet. Cloudy planet, yes, yes. This is a, this is another water water connection. So hopefully, this means taking action to heal. How can you take action to integrate your childhood memories that are deep within your psychological baggage? How can you integrate them with compassion for yourself? How can you take action to integrate? I guess it's just looking at it with like a certain awareness of where this baggage came from and why you accumulated it, which comes from like our parents' baggage. They didn't know what they were doing. So then you acquired the baggage and you've been carrying it. And we don't have to be upset when we recognize it's in there. We can just take it out and look at it with compassion and let it go. Mm -hmm. Just sometimes having awareness that it's there can be so healing in itself. You don't even have to do anything, but just like touch it and be present with it. And then, yeah, just release it. Decide you don't want it anymore. You want to do things in a different way. Yes. Got to do something about it. So releasing that old habit, releasing the way that you feel about your upbringing, 
right now I just think I have a lot of awareness of all these things and definitely trying to be compassionate about where all these issues came from, what has manifested itself in my life because of these issues. And instead of just being so pissed off because the situation just fucking suck, just thinking of it more like a game. I had to learn all these lessons to get where I am right now. And even though it was really uncomfortable, like I am where I am today because of all of this work that I've had to do to get here. This is great, Ingrid, because I'm just thinking of you. And I'm thinking about these two alignments and taking an active look at your upbringing, at your childhood, and how that festers within your psychological baggage, going through and taking the action to show compassion for yourself in what you experienced as a child will allow you to transform the way you communicate in your relationships to communicate in a way that is an authority where you're not people pleasing where you're standing on your own two feet firmly and saying this is how things are when you are in relationship with me and trusting that that means that person is going to say yeah i know that's why i'm with you that's why i want to be with you because you're this way being accepted being appreciated for the best person you can possibly be rather than a person who is, well, I've got to do all these things for this person. Otherwise they're not going to like me. No, you're a likable person. So, and most people are, all people are, if you're around the right people. Just like recognizing your worth. Like it's not always about how much you do for other people. Self-worth. It's so important. Where does that stem from? Where does your self-worth stem from? Your childhood. You didn't know anything from anything. When you were a baby, when you were a toddler, when you were growing up, that's where you developed your self-esteem was in your childhood. So if it wasn't developed in a way that is benefiting you now, think of this Mars energy as like going through and breaking up the foundation that you were raised in and laying down a new foundation that is more stable, stronger. I love that visual. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm ready to build a new foundation for sure. I th- that's what's been happening for me. Seems like a very visceral experience, like very, like, just very concrete. It should be. I can feel it happening. I love it. And I can feel it bra- breaking up. Like, I think yesterday I had such a panic and so much anxiety. And I was just, I could see all of these issues in my life that have manifested because of the past. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to fix it. I need to build something new because this is not interesting. My footing is shaky and it's not what I want. I want to I want to start with a solid foundation. It's so interesting. Like no matter how much you just want something to change, sometimes it just has to move when it's ready. Yes. Like things are just starting to happen because I'm ready, I guess, but it's just been such an uncomfortable time period for me this last year to like 2 or 3 years really. Just been this strange transition. I feel like it's finally kind of settling and I guess just starting into like a new chapter. The energy is ready to move and you're ready to move the energy. Yeah. It's a combination. Yeah, this is definitely it. Yes. Good, Ingrid. Building a new house. (laughs) Yes. Build a new house. Be free. Be honest. Be straightforward. And listen. Ask questions. Slow down. These are some of the key takeaways of the week. Oh, you know what? If there's a degree everybody should be looking at, I'm going to say the degree of the week is 24. 
Okay. Because that's where Mercury begins its retrograde transit at 24 degrees in Gemini. So if you have if you have a astrological point, a planet at 24 degrees or near to 24 degrees in an air or fire sign or Virgo or Pisces, Mercury is tapping into you, into your code. Do you have anything that's at 24 degrees? Yeah, I have two. What? One is in an air sign and one is in a fire sign. Okay. (laughs) So I have um, 24 degrees in Aquarius and 24 degrees in Leo. Oh, that's your house line. Yeah, my north and south node. Well, it's close by. Your north and south node are close by, but that's your house line. And that that's okay. I think that's your 5th and 11th houses. It is. So, yeah. So, something's going on with with your sovereignty, your personal sovereignty, and how you connect to and communicate with the group, the club, the organization. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's what's happening. Yes. So, that's <laughs> what we'll, you'll be tapping into with the Mercury retrograde Love week. it. Yes. Love it. Yes. Focus on those areas, Ingrid. Okay. I'm going to slow down because it's retrograde and be clear and ask questions in my community and in my relationships. In your in your community and from a place of sovereignty. Sovereignty really comes from stepping into yourself and being yes. really confident. Yes. Worrying about what anyone else is going to think or say about what you have to share. Mm-hmm. That's it. Does the lion care if other people don't like its roar? No. <laughs> and that's a no. The other animals are like, keep it down, lion. You're making too much noise. Yeah, I have a lion, this like metal medallion lion on my nail right now. <laughs> and it's also like these colors are very royal. It's like golden blue. Yes. Yeah. Post it on Instagram so everyone can see it. Okay, I will. It's beautiful. Yeah, Crystal did these, obviously. Yeah. They're so cool. The nail goddess. Yes. All right, Ingrid. Okay. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.